Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo. I'm a 35-year veteran actor. I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket when I was 18. Didn't know a soul out here, and I've been living my dream ever since. I've had an amazing career. I've been an Academy Award-winning film, blockbuster film, hit TV series. You name it, I've done it, and I got the IMDb credits to prove it. Six years ago, I opened up my own school, the Manhattan Actor Studio, where I found my true passion. That's teaching the craft of acting, but not only teaching the craft of being the guy. Success leaves clues. I know how to make dreams a reality. I did it for myself, and I do it on a daily basis for my students. And I can help you achieve yours. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get started. I am super excited to introduce my guest. He's a talented actor, writer, producer. He's my student. I want to welcome Xavion Monaghan to the podcast. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Mr. Gallo. And hi to the world out there. So, you know, I created this podcast to inspire young artists to follow their dreams, right? You know, if a kid like me can come out to Hollywood at 18 with 200 bucks in my pocket, a one-way ticket, didn't know a soul out here and make the dream a reality, then why can't the listener out there? All right. Right. So I asked you to come on to the show because I think your your journey, your story is super inspirational. So I'd like to start at the beginning. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in South Central L.A., right off of um, Imperial and Figueroa. Um, that's between like the 105 freeway where the 105 and the 110 connects. Cool. So growing up in, in that neighborhood, how did it affect your, your path of life? I believe it affected my path of life in a major way. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood where it was gang violence and prostitution and, you know, a lot of drugs. And, you know, from day one, I think I had to make choices for myself, you know, choosing not to get involved in the gang activity and choosing to just, you know, try to figure out who I am. And um, it, it's a lot of things that I did get caught up with that didn't, you know, go my way. And I learned a lot of lessons. And those lessons were painful. You know, it was a lot of pain. It's just, it's just it's just crazy growing up in that environment. And I feel like it's a lot of kids out there that's also going through this now. I'm 43 years old, you know, and um, just to make it to see this age coming from where I'm coming from, it, it's not normal, you know, and I have never been to prison. Um, I've never been to jail. So it's like I'm blessed. But at the same time, I it's like I consider that being, you know, kind of like, a good and a bad thing because where does it become normal for a 43 year old to be so blessed to live, you know, to live this long coming out of that environment in other places, you know, people see 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. And that's, and that's unheard of coming from some of the environments that, that, it, you know, people like me come from. Yeah. I'm sure you have a lot of friends that are dead or in jail. Oh man. Before I, um, before I even graduated from high school, I lost two of my best friends. You know, and that that weighed heavily on me and that made, you know, it weighed heavily on the decisions I made. And it's just, you know, it's just a lot. So, you know, that like today, you know, when I called you up, when I tried to figure out what's my next path, you know, I had just lost my brother. And once that happened, it really put me on to like a just a, you know, I, I it was crazy. You know, I didn't know which way to think, which way to go, what decisions to make. And I kind of felt like if I didn't make the best decision at that point, that I could have ended up 
in a situation where I could have lost my life or be in prison. So it was a lot, Mr. 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 Gallo. So can we talk about that? You know, your decision to change your life, to to start a new journey, you know, to change the chapter, to, you know, in the book of life. Well, um, like I said, um, I always kind of felt like even when I was involved in different things coming out of the streets, that it wasn't for me. And sometimes I felt like that I was doing it because of the people around me. And, um, you know, just the the norm of the neighborhood, like this is what we do. This is how we make money. This is how we hang out. And even then, I felt like I wanted something different, you know. So I believe once I lost my brother and a lot of my friends went to jail before and after that point, that I was left alone where I had to make decisions like what's best for me. And I took a long time to think about it, a long time to myself. And it took me days to just figure out, like, you know what, just go out there and start chasing your dream and try to become something that you would love to, you know, represent in your in your community, that you would love to represent with your family, just something you could be proud of for yourself. And um, my girlfriend, she always told me things like, she think that she always thought that I was a good writer. You know, she always wanted me to write different things and and I just kind of listened to her as time went past. But when I found myself at that crossroad, I said, you know what? I'm going to start writing. I want to be an actor. I want to, you know, I want to, I want a different community of friends. I want to go out there and just see different things and know different people that's involved in different activities and not just what I'm used to. And so I think all that coming together, it helped me make a decision to say, go chase your dreams. And that's when I called you, Mr. Gallo. And what was that like? What was that first meeting like? Oh, man, that first meeting was powerful. You know, you asked me some questions that nobody ever asked me before. And um, I think it helped me. It helped me trying to figure out who I am and what I wanted out of life. And like I tell you all the time, when I when I come from your class, it's like, you know, I wasn't always. It's some, it was some points where I was driving to class and, and it was a terrible day for me. You know, I even put up with tears in my eyes on some days. But leaving, I always felt better. And then it's like everything around me started making sense. It just started seeming like, like, yeah, man, this is your route. Like, chase it. Like, things start happening for me. And I felt good about just, you know, learning different things, learning how to act and, you know, learning how to write in these processes to where it made me happy. And I found happiness again. And then I just kept on going, man. And then it's like, yeah, this is for me. And as I feel like right now, there's nothing else that I want to do in life. I just want to continue this journey, and I want to help kids that come from where I come from. You know, I want to do a, a children's book. I want to try to start me a, a podcast where we can talk about issues like this. And I, I want to keep acting, and I eventually, you know, I want to, I want to act in my script, and I want to see people, people's reaction on how I feel about our environment and where we came from. I think I have a different perspective than anybody else that's around me. I got to tell you how proud I am of you because, you know, the guy that knocked on my door and the guy that I see in front of me right now is, is a different map. You know, you've, you've truly have grown and you, you're, you know, I mean, my course, you know, here at the Manhattan Active Studio is called the Michelangelo, right? And there's a reason for it because I can't give you talent, man. That talent was hidden within you. And my job was just to chip away at that God-given talent that you have. And I'm blown away by your talent. You know, a lot of people say they're going to do something or they want to write, 
But, you know, you've delivered. I mean, we we've been working on your your pilot script for your one hour drama. And, you know, you're a very, very talented writer. I mean, you've delivered a script and, you know, we're in the middle of a polish and I know it's going to make a great series. You know, you you said you wanted to act and now you have a, a talent agent. You know, I mean, you've taken some huge leaps in in, in such a short period of time. And now we're talking about a children's book. We're talking about a podcast and you're creating your brand. So I got to tell you, I'm, I'm super proud of you that you made the choice because your past does not equal your future. I can relate to you so much because, you know, we're, we're different, but we're so similar because I am you. Man. I know I grew up. I grew up in I'm a product of my environment. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. You know, I ran away from home at 15. I was running the streets, you know, doing stupid shit. And I've seen my best friend get shot in the head, you know, in front of me. I've seen friends of mine go to jail. That was just being product of that neighborhood in Brooklyn. That's what that's what you learned. I didn't have a father figure. So I looked for father figures out on the streets. You know, I looked up to them and they got me into all kinds of stuff because I was following the wrong people. But, you know, when I tell you when my friend got shot in the head and, and, and I looked down and I saw his body and bleeding out in front of me, I was like, no. I don't want to do this anymore. I got to change my life. And that's when I literally packed my bags and bought myself a one-way ticket to Hollywood. And, you know, the rest is history. So I'm honored to be your guy. And I'm really proud of what you've accomplished so far. And I can't wait to see what's next. You know, it's just the beginning. I mean, it's, it's, it's seriously, in a short period, people want, you know, get into this business. And I mean, you already got an agent. You already got a pilot script. I mean, huge. So I applaud you. Bravo. Thank you, Mr. Gallo. But, you know, I advise anybody out there, if you're looking for an acting school, if you're looking for an acting teacher, you know, to get in contact with Mr. Gallo. And hmm. I say that because that's not all he's about. You know what I mean? When I walked into that door, I got a mentor and I never had a mentor in my life. And not only did I did I get a mentor out of Mr. Gallo, but he opened my eyes to just the people around me that were positive role models that I had no idea because I wasn't even looking for that. So, you know, it's just bigger than just, you know, learning how to act or learning how to write or learning how to produce or anything like that. When you meet a person like Mr. Gallo, you find a friend. And that was big to me because, you know, I could have called any number, man. I sat back and I just Googled a number and I called it. And, you know, when I talked to you, I said, and this guy sounds he sounds about right. And when we finally met up and everything like that, I knew I was in the right place. I didn't care about how much the classes cost. I didn't care about if I could possibly pay for them. All I knew is to just show up today and God will make a way for me to keep showing up. And that's what's happening. And I just thank you for being a mentor and just being a positive person in my life because, like I said, coming from our environment, it's hard to find positive role models. And now that's what I want to do. I want to be a positive role model. And I want to let these kids know, like, you know, I came from the same place you came from. I made some of the wrong decisions that you guys are making, you know, and it took pain from, you know, for me to find my hero's journey. Hmm. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying that everybody has to go through pain to find that journey, but it's always something that happens in your life that puts you on a different path. And whatever that path is and you find out it's for yourself, you should chase it. You know, chase it, chase it, chase it, chase it, man. And then you'll get that feeling that you can't get nowhere else because you really be happy. You know, I have I've been in positions to where I I've done all type of stuff in life that some people would consider to make them happy, but that didn't work for me, you know, especially like taking the loss of losing my brother and then, you know, just watching my mom how she dealt with it 
and you know, with my sister, and it's it's a lot, you know, and it's like I wouldn't advise anybody to have to go, you know, to go through that or I wouldn't, I just, it's just a lot to make, you know, I wouldn't advise anybody to make decisions where you can send your family through that or your friends through that or sending yourself through that by going to prison or anything like that. Like I was explaining to you the other day, Mr. Gallo, I get more calls from people in jail, my friends in jail, than I do to people on the streets now. And that's part of it because not only have I changed my surroundings and the people that I deal with, but I changed a lot about my life. So a lot of the, my old friends, they're still my friends. I just love them for a distance. But, you know, me chasing my dreams and me in pursuit of making myself happy, it's a lonely road sometimes. And, you know, and I meet new friends and, and you know, I find myself in new places. And, you know, and that's what I was looking for because I couldn't see myself still hanging out on those same corners and dealing with the same things that I was dealing with, especially after taking a loss like I did. And I've been taking losses all my life. When I played football at Guardian High School, I lost my quarterback. You know what I mean? That guy was 16 years old. I couldn't understand it. And, you know, I just kept pushing and I kept going. And, and you know, once I joined your classes and I started learning, like, how to use that pain to push me to go forward in life. And then I started understanding why all this stuff happened to me. And then you like, you know, you always told me from day one, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And I understand that. It's a lot this, that has went on in my life, and I feel, and I've been blessed. I have a wonderful mom. No, I wasn't raised with my dad, but you know, coming from my neighborhood, who was? It was one dad that I knew, and that's the the dad that I knew. He was the guy who lost his son. You know, the quarterback that I was talking about. So, and I had to watch that. I had to watch his mom and his dad go through that. And it scared me, man. It scared me just knowing that I had a brother out here. I have a sister out here. My mom could possibly be a bad person one day. It was always in the back of my head. And then when it came forth, it just it just broke me down, man. It tore me up. And I knew that I wanted a different direction in my life. And I, and I wanted to chase something different. And I wanted true happiness, not material things, not, you know, anything else. But what really made me happy. And you helped me see that, you know, as I started taking your classes. And I want to thank you for that, Mr. Gallo. It's my honor. It's my honor. I mean, that's why I do what I do, you know. And and you're right. Sometimes when tragedy occurs, you know, it's it's in those moments that you find the gold. I mean, I I would have never opened up this school 10 years ago if it wasn't for where I was in my life. You know, I mean, I was going through a rough time. You know, I just lost my 11-year-old niece to brain cancer. You know, I lost my stepfather to prostate cancer. My wife and I had a lost a baby. We had a miscarriage. My my dog ran out and got hit by a car. My, my wife got diagnosed with breast cancer. I mean, that should happen in a one-year period for me. I mean, I felt like life was beating me down, like... Truly. I mean, I, I, I tore my rotator cuff and my labrum. So I was in a sling for eight months. I couldn't work. I, I mean, it was just I was in a, the, the lowest of the low points. And, you know, in that moment, in, in the shit of cancer and all of that stuff, I planted the seeds of the Manhattan Actors Studio. You know, I got a calling. I mean, I was sitting meditating one day in church and I got a calling and said, open up a school. And I was like, what? My ego was like, no way, I'm not open, you know, but, but I listened to that, that inner voice, the intuition, and I followed that path and then everything aligned, the universe aligned and everything was just worked out to be able, for me to be able to create the studio here. 
And I really found my true calling, you know, because, you know, I've been there, done that. I've been blessed. I've been a working actor for 40 years. I've been in Academy Award winning film, hit TV series, you name it, I've done it. You know, I got the IMDb credits to prove it, but that didn't make me happy. You know, I had all this stuff and there was still, you know, material stuff and there was still something missing. You know, I think for me, I was I was chasing, trying to fill a hole with with fame and stuff like that. And it, does, it doesn't fill the hole, you know, but my my true calling is being the guide because I am you and I've gone through this shit and I've dealt with all that stuff. And, you know, all the stuff that I thought happened to me happened for me because I needed to go through it to become the teacher that I am, the guide that I am, the husband I am. I needed to go through that. So now I look at everything as a gift. You know, you change your story, you change your life. And I rewrote my story, you know, and it, and it's, it's, I'll give you a perfect example. My mother, you know, my parents, my father wasn't around. My mother would, you know, she once told me she didn't see me till I walked. Okay. So when your father abandoned you and mother abandoned you, you come grow up with some abandonment issues, right? She used to bring me to this lady's house and leave me there. And as a little boy, I felt abandoned, right? And I, I carried that story around with me my whole life about abandonment. I sabotaged relationships in my life because I felt, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to get abandoned. So that story controlled my life, but but it's a bullshit story, right? And I looked at that story again, and I rewrote that story. And I said, my mother loved me so much that she knew she was not capable of taking care of me. So she put me in the hands of somebody who could. That's a much better story to tell yourself, a story of love instead of abandonment. So, you know, we have the ability to change our, our, our lives by changing our stories and not walking around as the victim and realizing that everything happens, you know, for us, not to us, you know. And, and, and so for me, it's an honor to be your guide. I mean, that's why I do what I do. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an acting studio, but it's more than an acting studio. Yes, yes, it is. And I think, like I said, I thank you for it. And I learned so much. As I sit and I, I sit here and I hear you talking about it, it's like, oh man, Mr. G, you you taught me so many lessons in life that I had to learn later on, you know. And hearing it from you, I probably heard it before, but hearing it from you just it just sounded so different. And I picked up on it, and it's like you're right. Everything that happened to me really happened for me, you know. Yeah. And, and it's building exactly who I am, you know. I was raised no dad. And like you said, instead of me thinking, oh, I didn't have a dad, I just, I focus on what a wonderful mom I had, you know? And then as I got older, I started seeing how hard it was for her to raise three kids and go to work and then come home and feed us and then, you know, take me to football practice and be there, you know, just to, for the extras, for the extra stuff all by herself. And she never complained. You know, my mom used to feed us and, and sometimes didn't eat at night. And I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even that she told us, she said, you know, sometimes you remember when we used to eat um, breakfast for dinner? And I'd be like, yeah, mom, we love that. She was like, yeah, because that's the cheapest meal to make. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't think about all this until I, until I figured it out. And I was like, man, you know, and this is all why I'm getting suspended from school. I'm fighting. You know what I mean? I got an attitude. I'm not talking, just being a, just a kid with no understanding. And then my mom is going through all this stuff just to make sure that me, my brother and my sister are good alone, you know, and and that's, and that's big. And, and that's why I think every decision I made, even coming up, even when I was doing stuff that wasn't right, I always kept my mom in the back of my head. And I and I always listened to what she said. And I think that's, that's pretty much what got me to where I am today. 
But I feel like now it's time for me to pick up, you know, pick up my own weight and, you know, and find out my own lessons and go off my own experiences, then go even farther in life. Because I feel like as much as I've been through and much as, you know, people around me have been through, just just everybody, you know, just going through things. People go through things. And I think if you use that to fuel yourself and chase your dream, then you never work a day in your life. Or you, you just wake up and you and you have fun and you're excited, you know. And like, and I told you many times, man. I said I I used to get up at, in the middle of the night and I had to use the bathroom or whatever, get some water. And I used to just have just evil thoughts on my mind after my brother was killed. And you know, and then I started writing my script. And you know, when I get up at night now, it's just what's next. How could I write this? How can this go? Um, what's going on with this character? You know, and I had to sit back and like, oh, it's just a, it's a better thought. You know, I'm moving forward with what I want to do, and I'm excited about it. Like you said, I'm trying to write a children's book. I'm starting to write a children's book, and it's like, man, I, I got emotional the other day once I started because it's like those thoughts of me growing up as a kid, the things I went through mentally, because, you know, I didn't go through too much as far as some of the stuff kids did go through. But mentally, I put myself through a lot of things. And then I was just thinking back at like, wow, it is a story to be told. You know what I mean? And I'm just loving this, man. I just eat, I sleep, and I breathe this. And I spend a lot of time on myself focusing and reading and just researching and doing the homework that you give me. And that's my life now. You know, instead of just hanging out and, you know, listening to negativity or, you know, just going places I don't, I don't need to go. And this is just better for me, man. It's just a way better zone. I feel like I'm accomplishing things that's so powerful, um, something that my nieces can look up to, my nephews, and, you know, and get them to be a part of this as they get older, you know. So I love it, Mr. G. Like, that phone call, I think that was the best phone call I ever made in my life. And, it, and the best person to answer it on the other end happened to be you. So it's just working out. And I can't wait to see how far and, you know, what the future is. Mark my words, this is going to be this podcast, you know, I'm, I'm documenting this because when you blow up and everybody's like, where'd this guy come from? There's going to be this podcast right here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah of course. And you, you do have an amazing mom, you know, and, and you know, so do I. I mean, you know, I, I look back now at my mother, you know, look, she raised three kids by herself on the on the mean streets of Brooklyn, man, in the 70s, when, you know, there were people, heroin addicts nodding out in the hallways and people getting shot. And there was a gang on every neighborhood. We had uh, in, in every corner, we had the maceteros, we had the dirty ones, we had the homeboys, we had the assassinators. I mean, they were literally gang rivals, you know, stabbing shootings on, on my block. You know, it, that was the environment that we grew, I grew up in. And you know, my mom, she worked fucking three jobs to put food on the table. She was selling freaking encyclopedias. She was selling Mary Kate cosmetics. She was working in the school as a paraprofessional. I mean, she, she, you know, she really sacrificed for us. I mean, in my house, if there was one egg, we'd split it. If there was no hot water, my mother would, you know, boil water on, on the oven, uh, you know, to give us a bath. If there was no heat, she would open up the oven fucking door. And that's how we got heat. We'd sleep in the kitchen. You know, I mean, that's I got to give her, you know, if you're going to blame somebody from for the bad, you better blame them for the good. OK. And as a young, rebellious teenager, you know, she was trying to be both mother and father. You know, she called it tough love. I called it child abuse. You know, so I was like, I'm out. 
you know, <laughs> but she was just trying to keep me in the line. You know, she'd pull me off that corner and somebody would get shot on the corner. You know, she pulled me out of that car and everybody went arrested because it was a stolen car, you know? So I, I got to thank her because I, I am, you know, and I always had her voice in my head when I was like, doing something stupid like oh shit my mother's gonna kill me you know if i you know you know i i i'd tell the funny stories is you know all my friends were getting tattoos with brooklyn and and i told my mother i said ma i want to get a tattoo and she said go ahead and i was like really she goes yeah go ahead go get a tattoo and then she went into the kitchen she pulled out a big ass knife and she said when you're sleeping i'm gonna cut off seven layers of skin because i'd rather ha you have a, a scar than a tattoo and and I believed her. <laughs> so I don't get a tattoo on my body, but it's because of her, because she put the fear of God into me. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so, you know, you, I got I to gotta thank her for, for who I've become, because if it wasn't for her, you know, I never thought I'd be make it to 18. Like, you know, we talked about this the other day. I never thought I'd make it to 18 years old. And now I look back, I'm going to be, what, 57. And I look back at my life and I go, wow, you know, I had to go through all of that. It was all a gift, you know, even uh, even the shit, like the bad shit. I mean, if there was a checklist of everything that could possibly go bad to a child, I check all the boxes. But now I look at it and, and I realize it's it's all gold, especially for you, like an actor or writer. You know, you have a wealth, a gold mine of information, stuff that your soul that you can hand over and expose it through characters in your writing or when you're acting. You know, everything that happens to you out there, the good, the bad, the ugly, that's your gold as an actor. And the more shit you go through, the more stuff you have to play with, you know, the more paint you have in your paint, you know, active toolbox, you know? So I, I feel blessed that I I've gone through everything that I've gone through and, and everything that you've gone through, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm amazed that you're able to take your truth, your pain, and now channel it in a positive way, not going down the path of revenge or, you know, getting yourself in trouble, but you're going to take that pain, you're going to hand it over and you're going to expose it through a character. And, you know, you're making art out of it and people who see it will be affected by it. You know, your, your podcast, your, your, your children's book, all of that is going to make a difference in the world. You know, you're, you're raising a flag and people will march behind you. So I can't tell you how proud I am of you. Thank you, Mr. Gallo. And I'll tell you, without you, without you opening my eyes to a lot of different things, I don't know if I could have made it this last couple of years. You know what I mean? Because of course I wanted the revenge. Of course it was running through my head that I wanted to do something. But at the same time, I knew that my life was too important. I didn't want to disappoint my mom. I didn't want to leave my sister. You know what I mean? I I, I needed to be the, the male role model in the family. And it was like, you know, I could make the decision to say, you know what? F that. And, you know, I'm like this and impress the streets and then let my family down. But and, you know, that's the thing about chasing your own dreams and going on your own path. You can't worry about who said what or how anybody feel about you. You just got to know you're doing the right thing. And we're coming from where I'm coming from. The culture is, you know, somebody do something to your friends or somebody in your family, then you go do something to them. But it's another setup. It's, it's just another way for you to throw yourself away, you know. And I didn't want to do that. You know, I wanted to be I wanted my mom to be proud of me. And not problem because I was financially stable by doing something illegal. I've been there. I wanted to be in a situation where my mom could look up to me and be like, you know what? I love what my son doing. I'm proud of my son. Whenever she passes away or whenever she goes to 
you know, heaven or whatever it is, she can say, you know what? I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them going to jail. I'm not worried about them getting killed. I'm just, you know, and that's the thing. And that's the thing, man. You want to do something to where you know that the people you love are proud of you and you love it yourself. If you don't yeah. do that, then I think people just living on false pretense. Yeah, you got to know your why, right? Why do you want to do this? Do you want to do it for being famous, rich and famous? If you're doing it for that, you're, 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 I hate to say, you know, but it's possible that you may become rich and famous, but that's not going to fill you up. Okay. If you're doing it because you want to make a difference in the world, right? That's going to fill you up. I definitely okay. want to make a difference, Mr. G Mr. Gallo. You know, um, there's so many kids, so many young kids to this day coming from where I come from with no role models. And that's sad to say that where is nobody that you can look up to a male figure that's doing positive things coming from your community. And that's how it was for me. And it's, it, it, I know that's how it is for the kids now. You know, you look up and you see gang members or you see the drug dealers and then you see them with the fancy cars and you see them, you know, not going to work, hanging out all day, smoking weed, whatever that is, you know, that's what we look up to. We didn't have firemen in the neighborhood or even police officers. We say, fuck the police. Yeah, because we never knew a police that ever lived in our neighborhood that we could talk to personally and say, you know what? I want to be a cop. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just so negative. And I want to put a positive spin on things. I want them to let them know, hey, I came from that, man. I participated in it. You know, I even won. Thought I won. You know what I mean? But you start realizing like that shit is not it, man. You know, and it's all about being happy. And that's what I try to ask. Even my buddies now, I'm like, what makes you happy? And some of them get stuck. Like, you know, I, I don't know. And I'm like, you should find out. Because, you know, who wants to run around their whole life and, and truly not be happy within themselves? And I've done that. I've done it for 40 years. And it's like the last few years, I can finally say, like, okay, I'm excited. You know, sky's the limit. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I, maybe this can happen. And, you know, I don't worry about being rich or famous. You know, I was hood famous and hood rich before I could ever thought about acting or doing any of this shit. So it's like, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I just love the way it makes me feel. And I know I could be a positive role model to these kids. And the farther I go, let them know that, hey, you can go even farther than me. You know what I mean? And you're supposed to be able to chase your dreams. And you didn't have to gang bang. That didn't make you a man. Because I grew up in the neighborhood. I never gang. I never been put on the neighborhood. I never been put on the neighborhood. I hung around them. I know them, whatever, you know, but I never done that. And that was the first decision I made as a kid. And that decision right there was so important because I was always able to do my own thing, go my own path, make my own decisions without any pressure. And some of these kids signed up for this stuff. And they really don't know about it. They don't really know what they signed up for. And then they find themselves in this cycle and they can't get out. They can't get out. And then when they do make a decision to say, oh, that's not for me. And then the whole community, the gang community, will look at them like, you know, they're nothing. It's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Nobody there to tell them like, hey, man, you don't got to do this. Do this. You know, or don't worry about that. Do this. You know what I mean? Everybody's looking like if you don't do what they're doing, then you then you're not a man. And that's crazy. So if you could go back, 
all right? And talk to the little you and give yourself some life advice, knowing what you know now. What would that be? Be yourself. Just be yourself, man. Be yourself and just dream big and chase your dreams. And don't worry about nobody around you, man. Don't worry about what, what not even your brother's doing. Don't worry about your best friend or your friends around the corner. Don't worry about what nobody's doing. Just find out what makes you happy and walk towards it. Then run towards it. Then chase it. Then hold on. Never let go. Then you'll be happy. You'll be happy. Like so many people, I think, live in this world and then die and never been happy. And that's crazy to me because we're all in the pursuit of happiness, right? So it's like, what makes you happy? And I think it's because it, coming from my community, coming from these neighborhoods, these inner cities, that it's just, it's written. Oh, man, if you're not a D-boy or you're not a gangster or you're not this, then you're not, you're nobody. You know what I'm saying? And then these kids get caught up with thinking, chasing those dreams, make them happy until they find themselves with life in prison. You know, until they find themselves, you know, friends dead. You know, it's just crazy stuff. Like, even me. In the fifth grade, fourth grade, my cousin went to jail, my first cousin went to jail, and still in jail to this day, trying to fight and get out. That was 30 years ago. So that was the thing that happened that made me make the decision to say, nah, hell no, I'm not gangbanging. That's crazy. You know, because and my mom told me, she said, you know, if you choose to do that, then you'll be a follower. Because it's going to be always somebody telling you what to do. If you choose to do what you want to do, then at least you do what you want to do. You know what I mean? And then when you make the wrong decision and something happens, you get sent on that you made the wrong decision. Instead of somebody putting you in a situation where they making a decision for you and something happened, now you like, damn. I did this because they told me to and look at me now. So it's just, man, there's so many things that these kids are fighting against. You know, sometimes I, I listen to them and I just feel bad because it's like, Sometimes I don't know what to tell them because I can't help them. I can't help everybody, you know, like some kids this, oh, I don't have nowhere to live, so I have to move in the spot in the hood. You know what I mean? And Or I'm getting into my mom, so I'm on the streets now, you know. So And, no, and when you're dealing with that, you're going to make wrong decisions. Some of those kids don't make it out of it. One wrong decision playing the way that these kids playing in the, in the neighborhoods nowadays is going to cost you your life or cost you life. In jail, so it's like there's no room for just making mistakes anymore. You know what I mean? Anything could cost you. So I just want these kids to know, like, just make the best decisions for yourself. And no matter how it sounds to anybody else, as long as it makes sense to you, then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And it can be something small. I want to be a barber. You know, barbers, it's, it's barbers making crazy money, just depending on, on how you how you build your situation. Uh, gardeners, you know, it, it's not about the fame or the money to me when I say do something to make you happy. You know, it's just about doing it, being happy, and hopefully it'll bring you back enough money to live off of it. And that's good. That's great with me. You're definitely a leader. Not a follower. Yeah. And and you have a beautiful voice and a beautiful message. And, and I, I am honored to be your guide and help you get your voice out there. I can't tell you, you know, I'm grateful for you, Xavion, you know, because it, it, 
this is why I do what I do. When I when I when I know that I can make an impact on somebody's life, one person's life, then I feel like, you know, that's what life's about. It's not about me. It's about we. It's about giving. It's about being of service. You know, that's that's my mission. That's my, you know, affirmation every morning. How can I be of service? How can I change lives? And I'm honored, honored, truly honored to be your guide. And I know there's going to be great things. I mean, you you truly have that talent. You know, you're a talented writer, you're a talented actor, and it's just a matter of time till the world knows it. So I, I thank you. I'm grateful for you. I thank you for taking time to share your wisdom and knowledge. And, and I know I can't wait. There's going to be great things coming your way. So thank you. Yes, sir, Mr. Gallo. I appreciate it, man. And we'll talk while I see you in class. <laughs> I see you. Uh, I got you on the schedule Thursday. <laughs> All right, cool. All thank right, you, Z. Mr. Gallo. But pat yeah, yourself on the back, Mr. G. I'm telling you because you're changing lives, man. It's not just a class, man. You're supposed to get paid for therapy, your class. <laughs> All of the above, man. Believe me, because I walked in there in shambles some days, but I never left in shambles. You just know that. Well, thank you. You need to pat yourself on the back for all that you've accomplished and the choices that you made. Because, you know, I tell you all the time, you know, it's all about choices. As an actor, you know, what choices are you going to make? But in life, it's all about choices. You can choose to go down that path or you can choose to go down this path. You know, you can choose to eat that thing or you can choose to drink a glass of water. You can choose to lay down and watch TV or you can choose to go to the gym. I mean, it's all choices, man. So it's about making the right choices in life. And you're making the right choices. And that's why great things are coming your way. No doubt. Thank you, Mr. G. It's my Thank honor, Xavion. Okay. Talk soon. All right. Have a good day. All right. You too. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.